You're listening to the Candid Comms podcast with Rachel Miller. Join me every week for practical advice and inspirational ideas to help you focus on all things internal communication related. Hello and welcome to the show. In this week's episode, you and I are going to be focusing on champions. We're going to be looking at how can we as internal communicators work with champions inside our organization. Now you may know them as ambassadors or advocates, but for the purpose of this episode, for clarity, we're gonna stick with champions. And as ever, you will leave with one thing to know, one thing to do, and one thing to think about. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's start by focusing on what we need to know when working with comms champions. Whenever I discover that an All Things I See client has comms champions in place, the first question I ask them is, what is the business problem that your champions are trying to solve? The reason for that, comms friends, is because it's really important that we know what the purpose is of having our champions. So why are they in place? Is it because we don't think that communication is flowing inside the organization in the right way and we're hoping that our ambassadors or our champions will help facilitate the flow of information. So information is giving out and communication is getting through. That's a quote from Sydney Harris, a journalist back in the 40s. And I really like it because it clearly articulates for me the difference. Information is giving out communication is getting through. Comms champions could be an excellent solution to helping you turn information into action where you're checking for understanding, you're testing recall, you're asking employees to gather their insights, their evidence, their questions back to HR or back to communication. So your champions could be in place to help you facilitate the flow of communication inside your organisation. So the purpose is really clear. When you're thinking about having comms champions, for me, there's two schools of thought. You can have short-term champions. So this may be related to a project, for example. This could be that you're rolling out new technology inside your organisation. And what you're looking for is people to help you communicate that change. Because that's what new tech is. It's change communication. So therefore, the champions may be people who have early access, for example where they get a sneaky peek ahead of time of their colleagues, where they get to see what it is that you're going to be rolling out. And they have an opportunity to test it and try it and give their feedback. That peer-to-peer communication is so powerful because when you then subsequently roll out whatever it is you're rolling out, new technology or new product or new service, when you've had your champions on board, then you're using their words. And when I say use, comms friends, you know I mean that nicely. You know, you're drawing on their words. So you're doing brilliant storytelling in a peer-to-peer format. And that makes such a rich content for internal communication. So short-term champions are normally recruited because we're rolling out new vision and values or new technology or an employee survey, for example. And there's very clearly a beginning, a middle and an end. The other option is, of course, longer term champions where you may have the champion role as part of somebody's job. So 
they may be employed in a particular role inside your organization but tacked onto that coupled onto that is their role as a champion now knowing what the purpose is behind having champions is really important. The worst thing is to have them for having them's sake, where you've just got this group of people across an organization who are investing their own time in something. It's not really clear what the point is of having champions. You're not clear what the business problem is that you're trying to solve. If you have champions in your workplace, imagine that you and I are having this conversation right now. Could you articulate that answer to me? If I said to you, oh, you've got champions, great. What's the business problem that they're trying to solve? I wonder what your answer would be. Maybe it's really clear and you say, well, we're communicating change and it's really tricky and really complicated. And we know from our employee survey results that our employees feel like change is done to them, not for them and with them. So as a result, we've introduced comms champions to try and make sure that this time around, it's a smoother process. Great, that's a great answer, I would be well impressed. But if you didn't have that in place, if you weren't really sure, it doesn't set your champions up for success. It doesn't set us up for success either, to be known, to be drawing on the resources of these people in terms of their time. You know, we're pulling on their time to help us do what? So what is that purpose? Why do those champions exist? Something I really want you to think about, something that I encourage you to do, is to think about how you recruit champions. So if you've never recruited any type of comms champion or values champion before, then I encourage you to think about it in this way. Or if you do have them in place and you're thinking, you know what, I think we might need to wind the group up and maybe just start again. This is what I think we need to do. We need to clarify their role. I do this in a number of ways. There's two ways that I recruit champions. And I like to do both inside organizations. I want a 50-50 split. 50% I want people to be volunteers, where they see the fact that we're looking for champions and they sign up themselves. And then 50% is through my line managers, where I will ask them to nominate a champion from their area. And the reason for that is because if you just make it open, and say anyone can sign up, then you might not have the right mix of people in terms of departments or countries or regions. So that won't work. If you're thinking about having comms champions who are reflective of your organisation, you need to make sure that each region or country or department is represented in the right way. So therefore asking line managers to nominate is a really useful way I find of doing that. But what are we communicating to them? This is what I do, comms friends. If I'm recruiting comms champions, I break it down really simply to be, this is what we expect from you as champions, and this is what you can expect from us as an organization. And the reason I do that is because then I'm providing clarity all around. And this isn't long, weighty tomes, comms friends. This is four or five succinct bullet points. This is what you can expect from us, and this is what we expect from you. So let me give you some examples. Things that we could say, this is what we expect from you, could be that you're open to trying new things, that you're willing to be constructive and give us feedback about things that we're testing, that you commit your time to come to meetings or join discussions online when we're bringing our champions together, 
And this is what you can expect from us, is that we will treat your views confidentially, perhaps. That's important if it's change communication, where it's quite sensitive at times. It could be that we will give you early access, that we will share things with you and you may end up having non-disclosure agreements in place with your employees if it's changed communication. So if you're not sure on that, do speak with your HR colleagues and your legal colleagues. So what we want to make sure here is that we're protecting information inside our organisation. If we're sharing confidential information with a group of employees early, just make sure that we're doing so in the right way, that we're working ethically and sensitively and we're not breaking any non-disclosure type agreements internally or confidentiality agreements. So do check that. Now, when you're recruiting people, if I said to you today, right, we need 10 comms champions, who springs to mind? Who are those names that instantly flood into your mind where you think, oh yeah, this person will be great, or yeah, or we've asked this person before. We normally know who we'd ask. Now I'm going to hazard a guess here, comms friends, that these are our positive people. These are the folks inside our organization who will always be the first one up when we're asking for questions, will always be the first ones to have their hands up. They will always be the ones to sign up to something that we're doing. Typically, these sorts of employees are really positive, and we love this. We love having positive employees. But just to be a bit controversial here, we don't just want the positive people. Bear with me, because I find when I'm working with comms champions, what I want is a group of people who are committed to having a discussion to help shape whatever it is that we're working on, whether it's vision or values or new tech rollout. If I've just got a group of people who are going to agree with everything we say and then just parrot fashion, repeat it on, it's kind of okay, but not really. Because what I'm looking for from champions is people who will give me honest feedback. That is really, really important to me. So when you're asking nine managers to nominate and you've got those four or five bullet points in terms of these are the sorts of people that we want, you know, this is what they can expect from us, this is what we expect from them. You're not saying to them, give me all the positive people. But if you just get people who are super positive, I don't think we get a really good balanced view. So when you have negative people, in my experience, they're normally negative for a reason. So if you're doing a tech rollout, for example, and you get somebody who says, oh, we've tried something like this before and this isn't going to work. Well, why not? What are the barriers that are in place there? Is it perception? Because as we know, uh, perception becomes reality if it just goes un unchanged or unchallenged. So think about how can you recruit people to be champions who can give you honest feedback. Now you may decide, and I talked about this in season one, you may decide that you want to hear those negative views, you want to hear the challenge, I encourage you to do so, but actually we want to hear the challenge but it's not right to put them in a champion's role. Well this is where your eyes and ears groups come in, this is where your editorial board type group or employee forum or employee network comes in. If you just surround yourself with people who will always agree with whatever the organisation is doing, be that in your editorial board or be that in your comms champions, you're not getting a balanced view. And I find that's when internal communication jars inside an organisation where everything is shiny and polished and perfect and brilliant and everyone's happy. Are they? <laughs> Are they really? Probably not. So 
surround yourself with people who will give you honest views and insights. You'll have heard me say this before. As professional communicators, it is our business to know our business. And part of that means being tapped into views that aren't always positive, where people are concerned, where there are rumours. Because the more that we listen and the more that we actively listen to those views and voices, the better informed we are, the better our internal communication is. So that's fairly controversial. I'm not saying that to be controversial, but... When you're thinking about recruiting champions and thinking about the voices and views that you're listening to, do make space for negativity. Do make space for the people who will challenge what's happening. Now, they might not end up being your comms champions. That's fine. But make sure you have a mechanism to listen to the reality of what people are saying. I hope that's helpful. We're going to take a short break and when we come back, I will leave you with something to think about. See you in a moment. Comms friends, I'd love to invite you to join me at the water cooler every month. This is my email newsletter, which is packed with ideas, with jobs, with news, and the latest goings on in the wonderful world of internal communication. Head over to my website, allthingsic.com forward slash newsletter to add your name and join me at the water cooler every month. Welcome back. In the final part of today's episode, we are focusing on what we need to think about. And what I want you to think about is visibility. How visible are your champions? If you have champions in place, however many you have inside your organisation, do people know that they exist? Now, I see various instances inside organizations of how this shows up. So in some organizations, their champions are super visible. They may have different color uniform, they may have different lanyards, they may have the fact that they're a champion embedded within their email footer, they may have something on their personal profile inside the organization to share the fact that they are a champion. So they're really visible. They are quoted inside our internal communications channels where we're looking at so-and-so champion said this. And it's really, really clear who they are, what they're doing and how our employees can get in touch with them. Conversely, the opposite is also true where sometimes there are an amazing networks of internal communication champions or values champions, but nobody knows they exist. So think about that. How visible are your champions? Are there things you should be doing or could be doing inside your organisation to increase their visibility? And what would the impact be? So just think this through with me. What would you gain inside your organisation by increasing their visibility? Well, hopefully your employees would see that you're actively listening to their peers, that you are encouraging people to get involved in the decision making inside your organization you're encouraging people to test things out try things out provide their feedback to leaders or to comms or to hr and think about what you would lose what would you lose by gaining visibility of who your comms champions are i would hazard a guess that you would gain a lot more than you would lose it's a real quick win for me in terms of 
if we're trying to recruit champions for an initiative or replace our long-term champions, maybe they just do a year in at a time, for example, and therefore you need to refresh your champions, what better way than making sure that it's known who your champions are? So when you're trying to recruit champions, you're sharing stories from their peers who can share what their own experience has been like being a champion. Some organisations have sections on their intranets under employee groups or employee forums, depending on how your internet is structured, where under your people team, for example, you may have your champions in there or maybe under comms or maybe as a group embedded on Yammer, for example, or any other enterprise social network where it's really visible. This is where we hang out. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is the difference that we're making and this is the purpose of the group. It's a really good idea to have that in place. If not, it just all seems a bit mythical and mystical in terms of there's a group of employees who are champions of what? What are they here to do? Another quick win that my team and I see quite a lot when we're auditing organisations is making sure that there's visibility when people join. So if you are onboarding employees, for example, are you letting them know that there is a group of employees inside the organisation who can listen to them, who can be accountable to them, that they can ask questions of them. So knowing who your champion is in your area, your region, your department is really useful. So make sure if you have a really good onboarding process, which I hope you do, then why not talk about the fact that there is a group of champions inside the organisation? You could even do a call to action in there to say, if you'd be interested in being considered to be a champion in future, look out for XYZ or contact ABC. So think about visibility. Think about how can we make sure that we value and affirm the behaviours of our champions by making them visible. Now it may be if you have a sensitive change something going on in your organisation for example and you have recruited champions to be accountable to the steering group committee for example to give you feedback and test messaging then it might not be appropriate to advertise those people. So just apply a healthy dose of caution in thinking about is it appropriate to make our champions visible or is it that we have a small group of trusted friends that we've brought into our confidence and actually it's not appropriate to share it wider. You will know comms friends, the culture of your organisation better than me and you will know the right choices to make think about visibility how can you profile those people how can you affirm their behavior and make a fuss of them and thank them reward them for their efforts i hope you found that useful if you're working with comms champions brilliantly inside your organization and you think you know what i think we've got it nailed yeah we've got the purpose in place and we know whether it's short-term or long-term engagement that we're looking for with those people we're really clear in terms of clarifying their role we've outlined what we expect from you and what you expect from us and actually they're really super visible gold star to you why not share that story if you have a great example that you'd be willing to share with other in-house internal communicators why not get in touch with me and offer to write a guest post for my all things i see blog there's 1500 articles on there going back 12 years and i love hearing from communicators around the globe i love sharing your stories via my blog feel free to get in touch.
I hope you found this episode useful. As ever, you can find the show notes at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. Do get in touch with me. I'd love to know what you're taking away as a result of listening to this episode. What are you going to do differently? What are you going to try? What are you going to change as a result of something that you've heard today? You can find me online at all things I see on Twitter. Look me up on LinkedIn, Rachel Miller. Find me on Instagram, Rachel All Things I See, or send me a note via my website, allthingsic.com forward slash contact. And remember, what happens inside is reflected outside. See you again soon.